Welcome to the Juicer Podcast, the podcast that interviews students at CS Arts and beyond. Your host, Arjun Lakshman, will talk to these students about their art, craft, conservatory, musicals that they've been in, music that they've produced, their personal lives, and much, much more. And with that in mind, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Juicer Podcast, where we blend talent and creativity. Today, I am joined with the wonderful Faith Stafford. What's going on, Faith? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to have you on. We were talking about this like a week ago. I, I was like, yo, I gotta have Faith on because she's <laughs> such an inspiring person. We literally talked for like three hours. We did, yes. About many, many stuff. Many things, yes. Many, yeah. So wanted to kind of talk to you about that. Uh, obviously, I think the first obvious one is uh, the transfer from uh, musical theater to uh, to vocal arts. You are a very outgoing person. I, I feel am. like and I feel like musical theater kind of fits you perfectly. So what made you want to go for more kind of a, a quiet setting like vocal arts? I mean, not not saying that like, I don't know, just I think I just kind of live in a little bubble of like a uh, musical theater acting loud, all other conservatory, not loud. Yeah, no, musical theater is definitely not known for being quiet. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I, I kind of decided I wanted to switch um, for like a different change of pace, if that oh. makes sense. Hmm. I don't get me wrong, I thoroughly enjoyed musical theater and, and I loved doing musical theater. Um, but I, I don't know, I just, I wanted something a little different. And so the decision ultimately came down to, am I going to transfer to acting or am I going to transfer to vocal? And um, I, I thought about it and I realized I can think of like doing stuff without acting, but I can't really imagine what it would be like to do anything without singing because singing has just been you know such a stuck with you for stuck with you for a long time it is one of the few things that I have kept very consistent in my life and so I don't know I just thought well you know let's try vocal see how it goes and I've been there ever since yeah, I definitely, I've definitely been there before. When I decided to uh, transfer out of acting, uh, vocal arts and I think integrated was one of the, one of the things that I was thinking of uh, transferring to. But I think I ended up picking musical theater because, one, I know I knew that I was going to have a Shakespeare class regardless if I was in musical theater or acting. And Unlike most of my friends, I actually enjoy Shakespeare. And I think. Oh, I love Shakespeare. Yeah. I'm also slightly biased because I got to play uh, Nick Bottom in Midsummer Night's Dream, and I will never shut up about it. <laughs> no, it's something you should be very proud of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, it was a very, very fun play, and I just loved Shakespeare ever since. I had a very early experience with Shakespeare, too, that I think, you know, made me made me love it i was in Mm. second grade 
and I asked my mom the definition of a soliloquy. I don't remember how it came up. And so she kind of gave me the definition and said, there's a very famous one in Hamlet. And so in second grade, I took it upon myself to memorize Hamlet's soliloquy. Oh, wow. And I've just kind of loved Shakespeare ever since. Dang, that's... Yeah, I I think one of the reasons I got into it was because I I knew about it from like I think I did a Shakespeare class I, I can't even remember I did Puck's monologue like years ago and that was really the only experience I had with Shakespeare in a way and then I think from there I came to CS Arts and then I just had a Shakespeare class of my own and and then obviously Midsummer's came up and then I just started up uh, loving Shakespeare from then. It's been a while since I've done Shakespeare though. I was supposed yeah. to do I was supposed to do one in the spring of uh 2020, literally right after uh Almost May came out, but obviously we 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 know what happens next. We, yep. have, we know what happens next. We've read this story before. <laughs> yep, yep, which is actually leads me to Another question, what have you done to occupy yourself during quarantine? Um, well, I think they're the the pretty usual suspects. I mean, binge watching a lot, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, I've also gotten more into baking. I really enjoy baking and it's nice ah. to have. Yeah. So it's nice to have some extra time to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's. <sighs> quarantine has obviously been very weird for everybody oh, absolutely. but i think you know it's it's odd because it's so draining without you doing anything mm -hmm. so like other than those two things probably just being on my phone is what's kept me oh happy. oh my goodness that's i think that's why i've been doing so many things lately because i'm trying to get away from my phone so I don't just waste days just scrolling through Instagram or watching a YouTube video that I've already seen like 50 times and as entertaining yeah. as it can be I think anything more than an hour I it's not even fun anymore it's just to waste time at this point it's just monotonous at that mm -hmm. point oh yeah oh yeah so that's why I mostly throughout quarantine I've obviously I've started this I've been writing songs I've been trying to audition for well obviously school we've had a bunch of auditions and stuff and yes thankfully i've i got cast in a bunch of things so yes, congratulations yeah thank you thank you uh but i'm i'm so i'm so scared because we're going to have a bunch of rehearsals especially for year in town also i'm slightly nervous about uh us being uh well, I guess filming, I guess we're going to be filming outdoors and wearing masks. I don't, I, I don't even know how the whole process is going to go, but I, I guess we'll find out. I didn't actually think we were going to do in person, but I, I guess yeah. we are. I, d I have done one in person, technically in person, air quotes, show for vocal arts. It was the MTV mm. radio hour, but we only did your rehearsal process is so different. I mean, we did all the rehearsals at home and there were 
two filming days and you were there for one of those two days. It wasn't mm. a, it wasn't anything near the. Yeah. On campus time for what you guys are doing. Mm hmm. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm just kind of happy that like. FaceTiming and keeping up with friends and that's really what's like <clears throat> been getting me through quarantine and been essentially keeping my sanity still there like if i'm yeah. gonna be completely honest oh for sure <laughs> like even today i had such i had a, such a long day i had i think in a row i had a singing class from one to two then rehearsal for prose and then another rehearsal for another show and then wow. i was like you know what i just want to I want to kind of relax, just talk without any sort of thing to go to. And then I kind of forgot how much stuff I had on this day. And yeah. then I was like, you know what? Screw it. If, if I can talk with three hours, if I can talk three hours with Faith, then hopefully she won't mind me taking up some more of her time with this. Oh, please. It's a pleasure. God, what was I gonna say? Um, obviously, did did you start on a film or stage first? Because I know you've done a couple of short films before. So, are you talking about professionally? Yes. So outside of school, I actually started in theater. Oh. Um, and that was actually how I got scouted for my my agency. I was doing a production of Beauty and the Beast. It was the junior version, but it mm. was, um, did, did, a, did Beauty and the Beast. And one of my castmates happened to have an agent who came to one of the shows and she came and she said, hey, does that girl have an agent? And if not, would she be interested in me representing her? And so I said, absolutely. So at 11, I signed to my first talent agency and I stayed with them for about two, three years, maybe. Oh, then, oh wow. Yeah. Um, and they were, they were really great. I, once I, once I was signed to an agency, I found that I was doing a lot more on screen work as opposed to stage work. Ah. Um, stage work doesn't pay well and agents and managers are all about getting paid and it's also a huge time commitment mm -hmm. um so you know i but i did a lot of on-screen work i did a lot of commercials mm -hmm. um and a few short films i did end up doing one production like theater production with oh. them i did the giver in uh in la mirada I swear i've heard that name before it's so it's a very famous book that they adapted. oh oh right the giver yeah it's so it's uh the giver by lewis lowry oh of course of course i love that book and uh they adapted it into a play and mm -hmm. i was fortunate enough to play fiona at the la mirada theater which was mm. so much fun had a really great experience with that um and you know then continued to do some more some more on-screen work um and yeah and then i i'm i'm on hiatus now but 
I was doing, doing the majority of my professional acting was on camera. Oh, how come on the hiatus? So that actually started for uh, medical reasons. Oh. Yeah. I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. I know you were talking. I know last time we last time we talked, you were saying that you used to do like some sports before. Yeah, yeah. I was. I I kind of did a little bit of everything. There was nothing that I really stuck with for too long besides acting and soccer. Actually, I was really into soccer. I played soccer for a number of years. Um, I think around nine or 10 years I did soccer. Oh, oh, yeah. So that was, yeah, yeah just, you know, eventually had to stop doing mm-hmm. that as well. Yeah, I, I also I also kind of dabbled in each each sport when I was a lot younger. Like I used to do soccer and then I went to basketball then I went to tennis and then I, I didn't drop tennis, but like I've done it a lot less frequently because I've just been occupying myself with theater and podcasting and writing songs and pretty much everything else. Yeah. No, you do a lot. You are a jack of all trades. Yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit scary because it's hard to find. Well, I, what am I saying? This is time for myself. I think this is why I uh, another reason why I created this. Not only does it help me with conversations, but like it kind of gives me a chance to just be myself and just kind of talk and blabber and not really have any train of thought whatsoever that's so awesome yeah i also forgot to mention that this one is very special because it is the 20th episode <gasps> Ooh, i yeah. feel important <laughs> yeah yeah 10 episodes ago i i did a uh, like a giant mega i guess musical theater episode and that was a. Uh, it was a wonderful disaster. Oh, I think all the best things are. Yeah, yeah. When you have more than three or four people in a call and you're trying to do something that is organized, it, it's, it's just not going to go well. It's just going to fall into pieces and become a mess. And that's exactly what it was. But I'm, I'm very, very thankful for that one. But uh yeah, I did not think I would be able to keep this up for so long. Twenty yeah. doesn't seem twenty doesn't seem like a big number, but it really no, is. No, that's huge. Yeah, I think when the summer hits, there it'll be more frequent. But like with school, and especially during the month of March, I doubt if I'm even going to be able to upload one during the month of March just because of everything. All the shows, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. If I do. Actually, I don't even know. I don't even know what I would. I don't even know what I would do. Uh, tell me, <laughs> to anyone who's listening, uh, please tell me. It's it's not because I'm running out of ideas, but be just because of how how busy I'm getting, and pretty much how busy everyone else is getting. Like almost every single person I know is they're either doing they're in another show. They're actually no, that's the only reason I could think of. They're just in another show. And it's weird because, like, we only have, what, like, 
Oh yeah, I forgot the the MTV radio. <laughs> I forgot that that was also. Yeah, no, that was that was back first semester though. That wasn't. Oh, oh yeah, semester. no, it was. It was. I think I kind of forget, like what goes on. Like unless I'm in it, I, I know it's kind of like selfish but unless i'm in it i am not going to remember to go like to go see a show and i think it was i was so much better at doing it in person a hundred percent yeah but like no it, i'm this in this kind of environment i i just i just can't remember i just can't remember because right it's just not it's... the same it's it's essentially watching a movie but yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, it's not the same. Really, really different. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I, and there's, it's, there's, it feels weird because it feels like there's simultaneously everything and nothing going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I it's totally like, see what you're saying there. Balance that. Mm -hmm. I did a, I did a show uh, last semester. It was with the uh, the director Miranda, and it was so it was so strenuous because like after seeing after seeing myself in kind of on screen in that like that kind of environment, it was just it was just so weird to me because it wasn't a self tape like self tapes obviously I've done those before, but right. like a whole entire show just like that I don't even know what it's going to be like to watch myself doing prose or. It's that's be... that's part of the reason I love live theater is mm -hmm. I love performing live theater is because I hate watching myself I just don't like it because I will find every single thing oh yeah that I dislike about yep. my performance <laughs> and because it's on tape for everyone to see I will go back and I will harp on it and that's part of the reason I, I love doing shows like stage shows is because it's live if you mess up you mess up but you move on whereas i feel like on film i lose a little bit of that perspective of yeah it happened it's done now yeah 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 and also you get the energy of the audience when oh, you're in life i, I miss that i miss that so much dude or even when you're even in conversations like well, I guess that being said, I don't know. It's so weird. It's so weird because if we were still in person, I probably wouldn't have the courage to start a podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's like everything... on two. It's on two sides. Like I kind of wish. Obviously, I wish COVID didn't happen. But on the other side of the spectrum, it's opened me up in a lot of ways I didn't even think were possible. Life has such a duality to yep. it. You know, yes, bad things happen. But out of those bad things, sometimes come good things. Mm -hmm. And most of the time come good things. And so it's on one end, yes, this is awful and this is horrible. But, but also you, there are so many good things that have come out of it. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, it's and that's not to minimize any of the bad that has happened. Oh no. But it's, you know, to say 
there's there's always good in something and it's just a matter of being able to see that and, and work with it if that makes sense oh no that 100 percent makes sense and i think that's just what i've been trying to do like ever since march which oh my god it's almost been a year since we've been stuck in these houses that's so crazy to me uh, just an entire year of for the most part not moving whatsoever like the only other place that i've been to to stay is uh my grandparents house in carlsbad and yeah. i've only been there like what maybe five times other than that i've just i've been stuck inside this house this house i've been stuck inside this house not doing anything and i don't even know what it's going to be like when we are out again like this fall semester i don't even know what it's going to be like right it'd be so weird and awkward I, I have become almost completely sedentary i mean it's just so different you know and and you don't go places and i mean i i never really tended to go places before this it was very much you know go to school, go home, go to school, go home, go to school, go home. But, you know, with, with a few exceptions, but it was very, it was very weird to not have that choice, mm -hmm. especially because, you know, school was kind of the, one of the main places that I was, it was one of the two, I was either at home or I was at school. And so, you know, I, it's, really weird now having home be school oh yeah yeah it is it is so I mean, weird i i try to keep my life very separate it is just you know and you and i talked about this a little bit i think it was last week mm -hmm. i just i've always kept things very compartmentalized and so it's it's weird to not have those separate physical spaces oh yeah yeah absolutely and I think it's hard working within your space to try to find new decisions to make in terms of like your acting or your singing or even your dancing. Like I've only been really using one room and it's not even the room that I'm in. It's there's a room uh, downstairs that I sing, act and dance in. And it's very limiting. Well, obviously yeah. it's limiting because you don't have the giant space of a theater. And I think who I feel bad for like a lot are the, are the actors in Broadway. And I'm not talking about like the big shots, like the Ben Platts or the Jordan Fishers or the right. Jordans. They're fine. They'll be fine. They can, they have, they have enough to secure, secure themselves like, another job but i'm talking about like the actors that are ensemble or are not as big as them like right. during this time I, i'm just wondering like what would you do in this situation because already it's not that high of a paying job and like unless you own a business elsewhere like well, what else can you do right i mean it's performing arts I think for not being visual arts are in are an incredibly visual medium. Mm -hmm. 
a huge, huge part of any sort of acting is facial expressions. Mm -hmm. And yes, you have things like voiceover work and just sheer singing that are, you know, mainly, mainly auditory things. But I think when you, when you take things like, like Broadway and, you know, even, even a lot of the singing that, I mean, they're not doing operas, the LA opera shut down. It's, it's, it's so stifling as an artist Mm -hmm. in COVID because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at you through a little box right now. Yep. There is only, if, if I were acting to you right now, this is a performance. I have X amount of space to show a vast range of emotion that would much better be portrayed in a larger space. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately, that's just not something that's accessible at the moment. And so it's learning how to adapt. And that takes time. And that takes, you know, cooperation from outside factors. And it's just, it's so, so not what I'm used to. Oh, absolutely. I think that's why stage act, no, not stage. The In fact, the exact opposite. Film actors are doing so well, especially the actors who are in shows like WandaVision. Yeah. That show has been popping off ever since it released to air. Like I've someone who is not the biggest Marvel fan. I wouldn't say that I'm obsessed with it, but I'm I enjoy it. It's pre- it's pretty interesting. And I can only imagine, like, I, it pays off to be a stage act. I keep saying stage, film. It pays off to be a film actor during this time where movies and television shows are the thing that people watch. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's definitely still difficult. Oh, yeah. But, um, but yes, no, I would agree. It There are fewer logistical issues mm-hmm. in in an on-screen medium yeah yeah what would be the best job like during this time what would be the best job to have during quarantine during quarantine what what are we, what designates a best job are we talking like job security or job I think, safety i think just uh a job that can that can like pay off that can uh, pay off the bills pay uh, it's it's a well it's a well working job and it can uh, I don't know it can I would say probably some sort of bio research I mean it's 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 a global pandemic you've got job security yeah yeah you've yeah. got you know you are actively looking for something that everyone needs. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I would say that's the best job logistically right now. Um, I'm sure emotionally, though, it is quite draining. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I, yeah. I am so grateful to everybody who has been on, you know, the front lines and, you know, in, in the labs and doing the research and trying to get back to some sort of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um 
so, so grateful to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say definitely not an arts job right now. Oh yeah. You're, oh, yeah. you're not making a bunch of money. You're not getting mm-hmm. hired for a lot of things. And I think that, I think that goes in, into almost all art forms. I mean, no one is, no one's going out to art galleries right now. No mm-hmm. one is, you know, super, no one's putting together a dance concert right now it's and I feel like all the arts have been put on on pause slightly I mean with with exceptions of course right Um, right but yeah no I I would say that with the most job security right now are probably those those people who are on the front lines and working to find a cure slash vaccine mm-hmm I think not a lot has, like, besides my brother and I staying home, not a lot has changed for me because both my parents are doctors. So they have, like, they're part of that group that has to go out to work. Yeah. Which, I don't know, I kind of like because, in a way, it's just from i want to say 8 40 to 5 6 p.m i can just do whatever i want whenever i want and it's just kind of it's just kind of relaxing and you don't have a someone hovering over you uh for everything that you do obviously my parents don't do that but it's just kind of nice to have some peace some separate space yeah 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 i mean i my parents don't go into work, um, but I, I actually, I don't do the first half of the school day at my house. I, I am fortunate enough to have a separate COVID safe office that I use. I, I do a lot of charity and volunteer work. Um, and so I am allowed to use one of the offices in a building that no one's using right now. Oh, which has cool. been a lifesaver, quite frankly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying with the, it's nice to have space. Mm-hmm. God, I don't know why I'm so tired today. I think it's just, it's just how, it's just, it's just one of those days where it's the end of the week. You've right. done all the work, but you haven't really done a lot of work and you're just exhausted for doing a lot but also doing nothing at the same time yeah 100 percent. and i hate that i just want i just want i just want to be back and meet with people because i just don't know how much longer i can take this anymore obviously i will be able to take it but it's just kind of it's just kind of so draining it's so it's so draining it's so draining like i'm I'm kind of, I'm losing motivation, but I'm also gaining motivation at the same time. It's a weird, it's a weird balance between. This situation has created such a a dichotomy between, you know, 
doing things and not doing things. Yeah. It's, it's you yeah. know, what I talked about earlier with the, it feels like everything and nothing is happening. Yep. Yep. I think it's also weirdly enough, like since I'm at home, I've been going through a bunch of like songs that I used to listen to when I was in like middle school. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know why. And I I was listening to a Megan Trainer song and I was like, what am I doing? Oh my gosh. That just brought up so many memories. I I yeah. do not yeah I do not like I do not like Megan Trainer I don't know why I was uh personally I prefer Lizzo I yes no I definitely had a, a Megan Trainer face oh will really be completely honest I I have had questionable music taste for quite some time mm-hmm. um I find that. My opinions are very hit or miss in mm-hmm. in large groups. But yeah, wow. I've also been listening to a lot of music from like middle school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do people why do people hate on Megan Trainer? I know I've uh, talked with so many people and they're like, oh Megan Trainer, I I don't like her. And I'm with them. I for some reason I just can't find myself to like her music and the thing is that like it's very empowering like every interview is perfect from the bottom to the top and like it's empowering but i just i just can't connect with it and i know obviously i i know i'm a dude i know that (laughs) the message i know the message like is it isn't for me but i mean it's just i just can't enjoy her music i don't know why i think it's entirely personal preference that's that's one of the great things about music is I'm going to like songs that you don't like. You're going to like songs that I don't like. And yeah. we can still have songs that we both like and songs that we both dislike. Yeah. I I think that's that's great about music. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, prepare your ears, uh, fellow viewers, because this is going to be an extremely unpopular opinion that my good friend faith here told me oh, no. a little while ago <laughs> she doesn't like the beatles i don't okay want to yeah want to ex- want to explain yourself there faith let me let me let me put you on the spot the there story. <laughs> yeah how dare you i'm gonna get <laughs> so much hate for this no um i greatly respect what the Beatles did for music. I think sheerly from a music history standpoint, they are spectacular. They broke so many barriers. I think music as we know it today would not be what it is without the Beatles. I am a firm believer in that. I can acknowledge all the good that they have brought the music industry. I am just personally not a fan. And I... I don't know why. I I have never been a big fan of the Beatles. I I just I it's just never been my thing. And I have no ill will towards the group in general. It's just not my cup of tea. And you know what? I obviously I'm I'm jo- obviously I was uh, all joking around about that. 
like the Beatles, that is completely fine. The only thing worse, but I'll tell you one thing that's worse than a band. They're fans. Yeah. Fan bases are just, are just the worst. They are, and I feel like the bigger you get, the worse your fan base becomes. And that is why I do not become friends with people just because we have similar music tastes. If you're a nice person, then we can be friends. But I'm not going to go up to someone and be like, oh, uh, you like 21 Pilots? I like 21 Pilots too. Because then you get put into these kind of names that like the bands put in. Oh, you're part of the clique. Oh, you're part of the believers. You're part of the directioners. You're part oh, of the, not the believers. You're part of the trainers or you're part of the whatever. And right. if you say anything bad about their idol, they just turn into kind of a baby Wawa mode where you just get. Where <laughs> That's you just my new can't. favorite phrase, by the way. That's going to be my senior quote, baby wah-wah mode. <laughs> it just sounds like, what? No, they're amazing. You can't say anything bad about, like, I just, there's good music and then there's bad music. And sometimes you just have to learn that sometimes your favorite artists can put out bad music. Right. I think people are entitled to their opinions. If we don't like any of the same music, okay. <laughs> cool yeah we can just both wear headphones you know like it's yep. i i totally agree and that music has become something that can be so polarizing yeah which is weird um because you know i i would like to believe that music brings people together i do too and I do too. you know if we both like the same band cool i'm not gonna make it my entire relationship with you exactly exactly you know That would be so weird. Imagine like being in a relationship just because you like the same. Imagine if, imagine if uh, like you were in a relationship uh, in like, let's say 2014, 2015, because you both like One Direction and then. Oh my God. And then as soon as you figure out Zayn left, oh my goodness, I'm breaking up with you. What? Right. Why? We could still what be. What do you mean you don't like their Made in the AM album? Get out of my house. It's, yeah. That, oh, yeah. L- let me, let me tell you say. something about that. One of my friends, Audrey, who, I, who I've also had on the podcast, she was like. I love Audrey. Oh, yeah. Audrey, one of the purest human beings on this earth. Anyway, she was uh, convincing me to listen to uh, Five Seconds of Summer and One Direction. And. Uh, can, spectacular bands. Yep, and I can honest, unironically say that they have some pretty good songs. I think I remember you said that they both collabed at some point. It, so yes, in 2014, I was a viewer of the One Direction Where We Are tour where Five Seconds of Summer opened for One Direction, and it was magical (laughs) yeah that must have been a crazy crazy experience experience i think i would have gone deaf if i was there from the millions of screaming girls that i have hearing issues from that concert specifically i mean it was so loud um with just screaming all the time um it was a 
It was a great experience though. It wasn't, it wasn't my first concert. Fun fact, my first concert was a Hannah Montana concert. Oh, not, wow. Not a Miley Cyrus concert. A oh, Hannah no, Montana no, concert? A Hannah Montana concert. Oh, how was that? Um, Great. I had so much fun. I don't remember a lot of it because I was really little. I went with my cousin who was older than me. It was like she wanted to go. And so I went along with. Mm. Um, and had a blast i remember i got cool earplugs and that's about it oh that's cool but yeah Let so that was think. my first concert what was my first concert i i don't remember i can tell you one of my favorite concerts though i went to go see pentatonics in 2018 and let me tell you man it was such a wonderful experience because th there's no instruments that they use for the most right. part, obviously, uh, Kevin, uh, the beatboxer, he has his violin solo. Obviously, I, that was the best part of the show. But other than that, like they were very into, they were very in tune. They they weren't out of pitch or off pitch. They weren't out of tune. They weren't off pitch. That's what I meant to say. Right. And it was, it felt. I think what I'm trying to say is that they're better live than they are in the studio because there's not the heavy production. There's not the auto tune. It's just genuine, nice acapella music. I and would. That's why. That's why I like them realistically. Because... I love live music. Mm -hmm. I, I'm so upset that I haven't been able to go to more concerts. I mean, yeah. Just, ugh. I, I think there's something so special and so personal, weirdly, about live music mm -hmm. because it, it feels like you're really connecting, connecting with the music in a different way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why I love theater so much because it is a live, it is a live show and yeah, either you can make mistakes and you, the show still goes on. And I think that's why I love seeing people live because if they make a mistake, then they just have to, they just have to carry on. I can only imagine like how stressful it can get performing in front of thousands of people a day. I, I can't imagine doing that. I can perform in front of hundreds of people, but thousands starts to get a little crazy. Yeah. I I have I think the largest venue I've performed in was like thirteen hundred. Oh wow! And it was, oh wow! Yeah. And why wow, that's did, that is a lot of people. It was. I have to be honest. I loved it. Really, I, I dislike performing intimate theater, and I know that's not you know. I I don't like it when the crowd is small. I I don't know. I think I I feel like I can draw more energy from the audience when it's larger. If if that makes sense. No, I also, I, t I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. No, I I also don't like performing in front of like family or friends cuz it's so 
personal, if that makes sense. Because, mm-hmm. like, if Cheryl, who came to see my show, who I've never met before and will never meet again, has opinions about my performance, okay, fine, you know? Uh-huh. But I feel like if it's if it's someone who's close to me, their opinions matter so much more, and it's a different level of pressure. Ah, that is an that's an interesting way of looking at it. I've I think it's just because I've performed in so many like small crowds. Like whenever I would perform at Theater Three Sixty, it was mostly it was like I would get told, "Oh, it's a full house," and then like around two hundred to three hundred people would be there, and it was it was so much fun because all I had to do was just kind of connect to a smaller audience rather than just trying to figure out uh like which people it was a smaller number of people to like not make eye contact with but kind of indirectly like you know how you have a spot like yeah 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 there was less there were less people to kind of like pick spots from or like when I'm trying to not break the fourth wall it's easier to like look there look here look right right there it's you can get a lot more specific yeah yeah and i think it's just it's not as frightening as when there is a thousand people yeah how did you how did you do it what 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 tips did you do like when you were told yo faith you're going to be performing or what did you, was it solo work or was it, were you in a group? No, this was, this was the giver. So it was a, it was a play um, that I had other cast members. Oh, um, okay. And it was a, it was a large auditorium. Yes. Yes. It ah, was. Okay. I, oh, I don't, I don't know how many seats La Mirada Theater is. I don't know. Um, but that was that was one of the larger audiences I've performed for. I don't actually know what the largest audience I've performed for is. Um, but um, that one kind of sticks out to me because it was my first big audience. Oh, that oh, was okay. back in, I want to say, 2016, 2017. Um, and I remember we... It was this huge theater and we had been rehearsing in it and rehearsing in it. And they said, you know, they came back to tell all the cast it was opening night and they were like, there's a full house. Oh, wow. And yeah. And so for the first two nights, we had a full house. And I, I don't really remember being nervous. Really? How did you, how are you not nervous when you were? When you were told, yo, it's going to be a full house. And then you were there, there thinking, that's that's going to be a lot of people. How did you, how are you not nervous at all? I mean, I'm sure I was nervous, but it wasn't, I think I was more excited than anything. I, mm. like I said, I enjoy performing in front of large audiences. I just do. It's something that I've always been more comfortable with. And at that point I had been performing for quite some time. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I just kind of went with it. I don't know. Whenever, whenever I'm doing a show, I don't really remember my mindset during the show. Actually, no, I, I, I totally see what you're saying because I, I'm the exact same. Yeah. I'm the exact same way. Whenever, when I did one of the shows for, uh, 
or whenever I would do a show anywhere, I don't exactly remember the mindset that I would have for that specific show. And I think I I, to- I totally see what you're saying. How many shows did you do for The Giver? The Giver was only three or four shows. Oh. Um, I want I want to say it was four because I think one day we did a matinee as well. Um, so it it wasn't like it wasn't anything we did we did such a small number of shows. Um, but hmm. yeah, I I I don't know I. I think I was also just so comfortable with the cast because we had rehearsed for months and months and months and months together. Mm. Um, And there were, you know, I actually, I played opposite somebody who is now a TikTok star, which is really funny. Wait, what? So, oh my God. Is it one of the D'Amelio twins? No, no, no. Is it Addison Ray? He's only got like four million followers. Um, only only four million. Four million only people. Only four that's, million. That's not that. That's not that much. No. Wow, he, that is that's crazy. Do you still keep so up with him? In in the Giver, there there's the main character who is Jonas, hmm. and there's kind of the main three are like Jonas, Asher, and Fiona, and I played Fiona. And Jonas was played by JT Casey, who has, I think, somewhere around four million on TikTok. Um, Great guy. Great person. And the the three of us who played Fiona, Jonah, uh, Fiona, Jonas and Asher, we were just we just got so close because we were always rehearsing together. And so I was so comfortable with with the cast and with uh-huh. the director. I had, you know, a great director, great stage manager. I think it was such a well done production that by the time the show rolled around, it was almost like there was really nothing to be nervous about because we had rehearsed it so many times and we had done it so well so many times. Ah. Um, so I think that was a huge part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that takes a lot of confidence to do. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, one last question before, before we end this, uh, and I asked this to pretty much every person I interview, uh, what makes CSR special to you? Oh gosh. Um, I think because, hmm, that is a really good question. I think the community. Common answer, yeah, but um, I, th- I, I, no, I, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not criticizing for it at all. I think it's a no, great answer. No, um, I, I like CS Arts because. I feel like socially, it's pretty much an, a somewhat equal playing field. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there are obviously groups of people who hang out together, but I don't really feel like there's any obvious social hierarchy. 100%. Which is, 
from what I've heard, not super common in other high schools. Yeah, um, I think in middle school, you kind of get the social hierarchy. Oh, oh like, gosh. oh, that's the cool kids. And oh, that's the nerds. And oh, that's the jocks. And when oh. you get to high school, you're like, gosh, you just were just friends. And then, I hated middle school. Oh, middle was, school. Was I just, was I was the nerd. Um, but no. And then I got to CS Arts and I was like, holy cow, I have friends and people treat each other like people. Why were you saying holy cow? Why? Why? I, I think people would love to be your friend, Faith. I know why Thank you're saying you. not in middle like school. That. If you sent me back in time, I would 100% punch my middle school self. Yeah, but I think we all would. That's fair. I no, I I don't know. I I like CS Arts, I think because I haven't really heard of another place like it. I think with a lot of other high schools, you know, with change a few things, copy paste, and you can get a relatively similar experience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I have friends that go to DHS and I have friends that go to PHS. And from what I've heard, there's not a lot of distinction between the two mm -hmm. socially, like other right. than, you know, that there are different people there. Mm -hmm. um, whereas I feel like CS Arts is a unique experience. Uh-huh. I, I totally get what you're saying. And I, I feel I feel the same in a way. Yeah. I think it's it's crazy that like for the first year of CS Arts, I didn't know. There was one side of the school that I never really went to. Yeah. Like, you know how like uh, for certain classes, they have certain subjects. Like, I think for freshman year, I only... Actually, no. It's such a big campus. I think I forget how giant of a campus it is. Yeah, it is quite large. It... I think I... the first year I didn't spend like any time in the red buildings. I had like one class there, but it was my first class of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I totally. I think it was uh, Miss. Miss Miller. Miss Miller. Course. Yeah, I had Mrs. Stiegler. So uh, for bio, right? Bio. Yes. Yeah. God, dude, why why are the science classes so hard? I don't know. I don't know. Do you enjoy do you enjoy science? I do. Um so I <laughs> I enjoy learning. I do not enjoy school. Yep. I think, which is, you know, it sounds counterintuitive, but I think he promised it's not. Um, I have always enjoyed learning. If there is something out there that like I could read a book on or, you know, I could do research on, I would do it because I just genuinely wanted to know as much information as I could. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a lot of that that desire for knowledge came from my ability to kind of go at my own pace. Mm -hmm. Cause when, you know, when I learn something on my own, I get to choose how fast or slow I go. I get to choose what sections I learn first, um, which, you know, can be overwhelming, but I always found it to be, I don't know, just easier for me. And I feel like school is so structured in its learning that it, it takes some of the fun out of it. 
Mm-hmm. I totally see what you're saying. Well, I think this wraps it up for today's episode, but thank you for coming on, Faith. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, of course. Uh, and once again, thank you for everyone who's been supporting me. 20 episodes. That's That's a big number. And I just want to thank everyone for always supporting me, supporting the podcast. I want to thank all the guests. This includes you as well, Faith. Thank you for thank you. Thank you for coming on. Like it it really means a lot. And you know what? I hope that we can do tw- when we when I get to a hundred, I know I'm gonna get to a hundred, something big is gonna happen. I can feel Ooh. it. Just wait though. It'll probably take a year, but we'll get there. We'll get there. But once again, thank you guys all for listening. You can listen to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Links will be in the description. And uh, take care and peace.